0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Welcome back to Countdown to Infinity, where we are recapping the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one movie at a time, and we are in the home stretch. I am Ray Russo, and I have with me my trusty co-hosts. Hello, Excelsior. Today's episode is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which I was just re -re rewatching because I have no life. That's That's okay.
2: okay. This is life. It it counts. Mm -hmm. This is the thing you're doing. Come on, it's fine. These people are listening to you talk. They don't have any lives either. I mean, wait, listeners, don't turn us off. Uh...
1: (laughs) Continue driving. Keep driving. Your car
2: Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't start a fight on the subway.
1: So I feel like this movie is either people either love it or they hate it, and there's very little middle ground. Yeah.
2: Hmm. I hadn't really had that experience, but I think I could understand how people might come to that
3: so i was on the more of the side of i thought guardians one was better until i rewatched it this past week and then i'm like okay no this is better
1: my thought is like i think this is a very good sequel Mm -hmm. but in terms of a standalone movie i don't think it succeeds without guardians one
2: well i mean that's the thing about a good sequel is like is it really i mean uh, would Terminator 2 be, well, okay, that's a bad example. Terminator 2 would be excellent. But most sequels without what comes before are not that great um, if you take them out of the equation. And I think especially with, like, the Marvel movies and the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you were to take a lot of these in isolation and, and sort of make it on its own and the other, like, 12 movies that were made before aren't a part of the picture, it's not going to do as well. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think it would be received as well, and it wouldn't be because it's all part of a larger whole. And especially as they've gotten into the to the third phase and, and they've got that big back catalog and so much experience in their production and their design and, and their plan and that they know what they want to do that, like, each piece um, is more and more a part of a whole rather than standing on its own, which, you know, is, is, is I suppose, its own problem. But also it's, it, it makes it a, a different kind of movie-going experience.
1: I'm just going to go that ahead and say Winter Soldier. Uh, would function perfectly well without mm. the first Avengers. Yeah, but I think for the most part it would. For the yeah.
2: most part, but it would be in terms
1: of the emotional arcs,
3: it would I be think.
2: it would still.
3: I mean, I feel like you'd still be missing out on. You'd be missing out on who exactly lot. Bucky
1: is. I I guess yeah, but they I don't know. There's something but I, yeah, about, I totally get what you're saying. Like, there, there's just like a quality to this movie that. I don't know. I feel like it 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 leans on its first film a little bit more heavily mm. than some others. I don't. I don't know.
2: I suppose um, that's fair
1: because so much of the plot is emotionally driven, which mm-hmm. is good. Which is great. Like the character work in this movie is some of the best in the. It's MCU. about family, exactly. Like straight up, right from the beginning, but. Yep. Yeah. Literally every single bit of this, like every character has some arc related to family. Yeah. I have not seen something this thematically consistent since like early seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um,
2: man. Yeah, it it um let's see. Like in like looking back on it, uh I knew like my experience had been that a lot of people were sort of like, ah, I like it, but not as much as the first one. I hadn't really come across like sort of like strong opinions that like, oh, this is the greatest or, ah, oh, this is the worst. Um, I was kind of of the opinion, I think like you, like on, on the first one, on the first watch, I was like, eh, not as good. But the more I've thought about it and the more I've watched it since, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this one's better.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ego could very easily be a really weak antagonist for the movie as a whole. And like, I was really skeptical going in. I'm like, okay, you're going to just make Peter's father, like, a you know, God thing Small for G. them to deal with.
2: <laughs> Small G. I,
3: yeah. So I was skeptical going into it, but you know, in the end they do pull it out pretty well. Oh yeah. So.
1: Especially because it is such a big departure from Peter Quill's father in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this movie. He's like
3: the emperor or something, right? Yeah.
1: Of yeah, planet. He, he's, yeah, he's either an emperor or a general, possibly both, because sometimes emperors are generals of their em- armies. Yeah,
2: emperors Emperors tend <laughs> to have a lot of titles.
1: Emperors. <laughs> emperors,
2: excuse me. <laughs>
1: That's a good word. We're going to patent it now. Actually, I have found that this movie seems to deviate from the source material more than most of the MCU, does
3: I feel like it's easy enough for them to do that with Guardians? You know, you have it's a sm- lesser, somewhat lesser known. I I know there's still a lot it, of really
2: it's much lesser really known,
3: deep, deep Guardians fans out there, like hardcore Guardians fans. But as far as the Marvel lexicon goes, like I knew only about Rocket and Groot. Yeah, so it, it,
2: it's it's the one that they can get away with. Chopping things up and changing yeah. things up, and frankly, while there may be some outcry out there on the deep dark recesses of the uh, of the internet, it is much smaller than the outcry that you would get for Spider Man or Iron Man or mm-hmm. Thor. Because you know, I mean, like I, I I've been into comics since I was a little kid, and frankly, I had very little experience with with Guardians, and I didn't know that many people that had that experience with Guardians, and you know, I I consider myself somewhat plugged in, so. Yeah, I mean they can get away with it.
1: Yeah. Well, I was doing—I was looking into this because this crew of Guardians characters was uh, brought into the Marvel comics in two thousand eight. Um, so even this sort of set of characters, really Bentley, yeah. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Because preceding that, we had another group of. The Guardians of the Galaxy, which included OGGOTG, uh, yeah, the <laughs> OG group, uh, which showed up in like a Marvel superheroes comic in 1969, uh, <laughs> of whom Yandu Odanta was one of the mm-hmm. original Guardians,
2: half naked arrow guy with a fin,
1: exactly. Um, and then as like the like the 70s went on, you got them popping up in like. Marvel two in ones and Marvel Presents and some issues of Defenders and some issues of Avengers. Uh, a couple issues of Miss Marvel, but they never really had their own story. Did they mm-hmm. did
2: they ever factor into like the Phoenix saga with the Star Jammers and the Shiar or whatever?
1: I'm not entirely sure. I just know that their first the first like official Guardians of the Galaxy comic mm-hmm. um by that title didn't come out until the nineteen nineties. When okay. they wow. were trying to, like, capitalize off of the success of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> As you do. Interesting. And that sort of older cast we actually get some allusions to in this film, which is kind of a fun Easter egg. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, and I really want a Marvel short with them.
3: <laughs> Me. Really bad. too. Just, just with Michelle Yeoh and Ving Rhames.
2: Oh, I'd I'd, I'd want to have Stallone in there too, just be like, "Hey, I, 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 I'm just, so you, just so you don't have to, un- with, can't understand."
3: Him. With like, he's
2: I I mean, you know, Stallone has always been kind of like a meaty-faced guy, but in this one, in this movie in particular, like, I was I was like, "Do I need to put on the subtitles?" But the colors of Ogua will
1: never. Remember.
2: I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> uh huh. Oh, Sly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the family theme kind of starts off right at the beginning with everyone yeah. parenting baby it's Groot in the nice. middle of this well, fight no, scene. It starts, it starts with well, the flashback.
2: Yeah, it starts off with the flashback. Oh, uh, Missouri, Missouri, 1980. Earth, 1980. Again, with like yeah. the big
3: text for locations.
2: Yes. I like it.
1: Which, hilariously enough, uh, I think the day after I saw this movie, I went to see Scott Tofty, who does our theme music. Play at a bar, and the first song they were doing as I as we walked in was "Brandy." So, <laughs> I don't think he'd even what seen the movie yet. <laughs> nice,
2: nice. And you know what? I mean, yeah, it's really and and also like that that song keeps coming up throughout the movie. Yeah. It's it's pretty good, a good little through line. And um, yeah, we get to see we get to see Star Lord's mom again. You know, in her uh, mm-hmm. in her better days um, with hair. With hair and and with uh, and we uh, get to see peak eighties, peak eighties <laughs> like you know pre Big Trouble in Little China. Like oh my God, Kurt Russell with 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 lots of hair. Oh that's, my God, he
3: has the Farrah Fawcett hair. His hair is he amazing. He has more hair
1: than I have.
2: It's 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 up there. That's that's some pretty yeah. good hair, buddy. I'm like, whoa. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> she was she was not kidding about like your daddy looks just like an angel. It's <laughs> yeah, just like wow.
3: And yet, also, and yet, also, like David Hasselhoff.
2: <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah, a little bit. He does. He's better looking than David Hasselhoff. Oh, way though. better. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, my River Lily. What a silly, silly little uh, diminutive.
1: I mean, he is an alien, okay. guys. Okay. Like, I, I wouldn't um, expect him to come up with the best. Yeah. And it was, you know,
3: the tail end of the seventies.
2: <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, and like you know, just zipping along, and I plus like, you know, the, the, he just pulls over, and they're like, a like, is it a Dairy Queen? Yeah, <laughs> just goes into the forest behind the Dairy Queen. He's like, check out this thing I put in here. It's
1: like, are we going <laughs> back here to do drugs? This is where people normally come to do drugs. This isn't going to be vital to the.
2: It's important later, but for right now, it's innocuous. I sure, I assure you.
3: Yeah. Yes, that glowy stuff is only weird sometimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chekhov's alien plant.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that was and then more of you an fast an forward. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's like a it's a brief little flashback, and again with the really amazing uh, de aging technology, yeah. Kurt Russell mm-hmm. could go do a movie as young Kurt Russell would be crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: and
3: again, you know, they did it. were are able to do it with someone who has enough of a library of
1: films that they could clearly study mm-hmm. and just replicate. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, good yeah. stuff. Good
1: stuff. And then everybody <laughs> parenting baby Groot during the fight scene. It's so cute because he's dancing. Yeah. he
3: just wants to dance.
2: Okay, so the setup, the setup for this, 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 uh, this action sequence, this fight, this mission that they're on,
3: mm-hmm. it doesn't
2: exactly make sense. So they're protecting the Anulax batteries, the um,
3: heartbeat Larry batteries, yeah,
2: Habulary batteries or whatever, and and. Um, <laughs> So they're protecting them and they're on the sovereign planet? Like the sovereign, like, like, the sovereign, like, you know, priestess and, and generals know that this tentacle monster from the sky is coming to get some batteries, but they Mm -hmm. don't, but they don't move it or shoot it in space. And the guardians have been employed to do it because they don't want to physically risk any of their citizens?
1: Yeah, something like that. It's it's the same reason that they use their like remote controlled video game arcade.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're very much like uh, removed from the reality of war and risk. Um yeah. You know, sort of like a, a, a hyper modern society. It's like, oh, we lost a single person in this in this military action, unacceptable. Our, atti- our, our appetite for war has has fallen. So it's like, well, robots. Then we could kill as many people as we want and not worry about exactly.
1: it. Exactly. Win win. Mm, that does that sound familiar? It does. It mm. does a little
2: bit. That's like, uh, oh man,
1: ah, what's the name of that
2: book? There's some really good books on like uh, artificial intelligence for robotics and warfare, and how mm-hmm. like a big part of the push for for better robotics and warfare is to get around democratic societies' um, weak stomach for war. Um,
1: Fun. I love more killing for. Robot,
2: but in those but in those instances when you need someone in meat space, you can always hire mercenaries that the public yes. doesn't care about.
1: Exactly.
3: Just make sure you don't get ones that think you're too that think that you think that they're better than you because then they'll steal your batteries. I mean, if
2: it comes down when it comes right down to it, the Guardians of the Galaxy are private military contractors. Oh,
3: absolutely! Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Mm -hmm. I find it really funny, though, that so much of this movie hinges on the fact that Rocket stole these batteries because it's the only reason that the Sovereign keeps showing up throughout the movie. (laughs) Yep. Sometimes for, you know, good plot reasons, sometimes just to make the sky battles go on longer. Yeah, they
2: don't really matter at the end. They really don't. They
1: really don't. In that way, it kind of feels like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like this long, complicated, drawn out thing because one person wants one stupid thing. Yeah,
2: but yeah. So they're about to. They they were like, "Oh, we got to get ready. They're, this thing is incoming. It's gonna be here any minute. We gotta. You know, everybody got your your and your rockets je- trying your aeros- to fix the speakers. And 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 uh, and and like Drax. Yeah, he's he's trying to fix the speakers. Yeah. And Drax is like, "I don't want to wear the flight suit thingy." And he's like, "Why? And he's like, Why? like it hurts. Sensitive nipples. Sensitive nipple. Yeah." <laughs> check off sensitive nipples
1: check off arrow rings <laughs>
3: uh,
2: set up and pay off man set up and pay off
1: i had nice mixed feelings that. about drax this time around yeah
2: he's weird because yeah. like,
1: sometimes his you know i'm very blunt because i don't get things is still very funny yeah and like, then sometimes it's awful it's really bad yeah. like
2: but then I, I guess, feel like
1: it's the green horror stuff from the first movie multiplied by ten.
2: Like it makes you uncomfortable. But then I guess mm-hmm. that is kind of a thing that 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 uh, you know people that are like that often make other people you know <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. But at some level, it stops being about just like you know this is a character trait of Drax is like. How much offensive things can we say using Drax? Yeah. for the it's sake of saying offensive things. It's an excuse to say stuff.
2: It's pretty much all on Mantis, right? But it was, was the there majority else that...
1: of it is on yeah. Mantis. Yeah.
2: Well, he also shits on Quill, but I mean, I
1: well, guess, he does. Well, yeah.
3: You're pathetic, stupid little brother, everybody.
2: Yeah, he, he he does seem to shit on everybody, but he but he, yeah. the worst is with Mantis. I
1: mm-hmm. want to address. Some stuff with Mantis. I know we haven't met her yet, but...
2: You want to just do it now?
1: I just want to go into it. Okay. Because this is the first Asian woman in the MCU who's not even really an Asian woman, but the actress is Asian, and she's fulfilling a lot of Asian stereotypes. The submissive woman who was taken from her home by a white guy, I believe... Steve Englehart, who is the creator of the character Mantis, saw this movie, and what he said was, I like the character on screen, but that wasn't Mantis. Yeah. (laughs) Mantis from the comics, and this is another thing, like I said, they deviated a lot from the source material.
2: Yeah, because I Uh, had no idea who Mantis was.
1: She was a German-Vietnamese woman. Who was raised by a Cree cult as huh? this like celestial Madonna? Like she was going to give birth to some great
2: Cree Messiah. Powerful,
1: yeah. She Cree Messiah basically. And so she, she was human. Okay. She was human. She excelled in martial arts. She got some Cree abilities. Uh, she isn't. Uh, she is an empath. Mm-hmm. Um, Did she, she have an, antennas? She does have antennas. Um, she can control mm-hmm. plant matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. She at one point Groot! she like she did at one point turn Groot's like sap into something that could combust. Uh. <laughs> okay. Um, Don't do that to Groot. She physically, in terms of physical strength, took out Thor once. What? Damn. Wait. Yep. Okay. With a strike to the neck. Huh think like a well manta style kung fu right pressure as like her stuff. fighting
2: yeah. style yeah well um, okay when when was she made when, when was 70s. that character the, she 70s. Was from the 70s oh yeah. yeah high that's like super high like pressure point bullshit time yeah. like Yeah. That, that was a 70s and 80s like you would be flipping through the comic books and there'd be like a full page ad for like count dante's kata of death strike your opponent <laughs> here and watch them die in five <laughs> years bullshit so yeah that's fine i'm fine with that
1: yeah so very much product of its time. But uh they so they took this very powerful character and really reduced her to this very subservient being, Deanna made Troy. The, made her the butt of a lot of, you know, jokes from Drax Rex. about how ugly she is. It's like, "Haha, yeah. the joke is that she really is ugly." Which is just ugly. weird. Ah. Then at the end, you get this hint that she's terrifyingly powerful. Oh, yeah. Which makes me hope that they just kind of build on that for the future, because, like... Just... It probably will. But, I mean... She's she's going to tell Thanos to go to sleep. Yeah,
2: in, in, terms, of, in terms of, like, you know, reducing her power, I mean, let's be honest, the MCU reduces the power of, of a lot of people. And yeah. it kind of has to, to make it more relatable and filmable and something that, that sort of works on screen.
1: But they didn't just reduce her power level, but reduce her. Reduce her, you know? Like, Mm. they made her this super Asian stereotype, and she's the only Asian actress in the MCU. Not, you know, Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D., notwithstanding. Well, and Cho. And
3: Cho. But she. She's, like, Mm. not. Yeah, she's a side character, so.
1: Yeah. She's our first, like, hero. Yeah. Yep. But we have cute dancing Groot. We do have a very Uh, cute dancing Groot, and I think this was a very clever way to do the opening. Yeah, it was a
2: good, like, uh, subversion of expectation. Because it's like, oh, here comes the big action scene.
1: Yeah, because it
3: was kind of like a callback to the opening credits for the first one with the dancing and the music. But then also, like, just the action-y stuff was awesome.
2: It's like, we've got so much money and we're so successful, we can do all of these, like, really expensive action, like, pieces and special effects and stuff in the background and the focus can be this tiny little baby tree dancing to Earth Pop.
1: Which is also extremely expensive. Yes! In a way, it sort of reminded me of the Zeppo, the Buffy episode. Yeah! You have, like this Absolutely. The yeah. massive apocalypse and super drama happening in the background of the episode and it's about- and it's just Xander and some undead football players. Yeah. Oh,
0: man.
1: <laughs> so I kind of like that. It was tongue-in-cheek. It was yeah. fun. Very, like, fitting with the film.
3: And I love that, um, of, so you have all the characters, like, have their so moment with, with Baby Groot, you know. You You're gonna get hurt! Like,
0: Hi.
1: Right? And <laughs> then you have Gamora, like, wave at him. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's like, she knows he's not gonna go away till she he gets attention. She's that, like very like frustrated mom, like, "Hi,
2: yeah, please oh, go man. get
1: yourself somewhere safe Gamora- now that I've acknowledged you."
2: Gamora <laughs> is such a mom in this movie. She really is. She's, she's, she's super mom.
1: Oh,
3: Gamora's like the most emotionally stable character yeah. in this movie, and it it like
2: usually that would be like um I mean maybe maybe she her character suffers a little bit for it. Usually it's worse when when one character gets to be the mom. Just look at mm-hmm. like the Justice League movie and and Wonder Woman, but yeah. um you know here I think I think it it works and she still gets to have she still gets a lot to do even even though yeah. she gets relegated to the no fun mom mom role.
3: But she does. She does have a really important, you know, arc of her own through the movie with Nebula. Yeah, yes. with Nebula. So she finally gets a good arc. Yeah, there's that.
2: Which is not a mom role. So there you no. go.
3: It was a. It was a very good um, part two to the sibling, you know, confrontation that we had in the first movie. Sister
1: fight. So the reason that they took the job in. The first place for the Sovereign, because they obviously have fairly negative feelings about them, is that they're going to get Nebula does. in return. Yep. Yep. Nebula was the payout.
3: Yep. Uh, Which again fits with how they're, you know, continuing to work with the Xandarians to fix everything that Ronin broke.
2: Yep. Yep. And sort of like low key fight Thanos.
3: Yep. Yep.
2: But nobody's going actually after Thanos because they're all
1: terrified rightfully so would you go after thanos somebody has to game
2: i I would build robots to go do it for me you know just saying
1: (laughs) okay we saw what happened with ultron we're not doing that again No. sorry no tony no
2: okay okay fine i would i would have a fleet of drones like the sovereign and put them to good use
1: okay you know what the sovereign actually you know they have a good idea they They were very effective
2: they should but they won't
1: yeah because they're too important to themselves.
2: Yeah, they're 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 a bunch of you know self centered dum dums. Golden,
1: Golden twats. Oh <laughs> god,
2: yeah. Did somebody say that in the movie? Because they, they, yeah, that they are. Oh man,
1: oh. that was it, my left eye.
2: <laughs>
1: I love the running joke of Rocket not realizing which eye he is winking. Yeah, <laughs> it's the
3: same as like the random body part from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. you know. Oh
2: man! Ah, little ba- little baby Groot and his interaction, like a uh, Drax, like slamming down right next to him, almost smashing him. And he does like the same thing at the end of uh, the last one, where where like you know he he knows Drax is behind him, and he like freeze. freezes, and he's just like, and then it goes, and, and then. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite one, the most like very dad moment for me was like he goes and he swallows the thing and Rocket's like, Spit it out! Spit
3: it out! You're (laughs) disgusting.
2: I was like, Oh man, that that definitely. Like just the other day, I was walking my son home from daycare and um, there's like a big giant bush um, with uh, which I now know as a holly bush and he picked up little little berries on the ground and he's like, Ooh! And I was like, Yeah, spit it out! And then we had to like call poison control and I'm like, I'm not sure whether he swallowed or not. And he's like, and they're like, well, if it's just one berry, it's fine. But holly berries are actually quite poisonous. You know, if you'd <laughs> had like six of them, you should go to the ER. But if you're not even sure that he swallowed one. If, anyway, yeah. So that was a very relatable moment.
1: Good job, kid. <laughs> so what we're saying is that your child is Groot. Yeah, baby Groot. <laughs> yes. He's,
2: he's a little baby Groot. I, I will try and get him on, on video saying, I am Groot.
3: Yes. Oh, do it.
2: I'll try it. I'll try it.
3: Yeah, so and it's then... clear after the confrontation with the monster you yeah. know, that is won by Gamora being awesome, Yeah, that rocket is going to steal the oh, batteries. Oh, but
2: Drax did it all himself, don't you know?
3: No, he my did <laughs> We're just going to let him think that. It's skin is too
2: tough on the outside. I will get it from the inside. <laughs> it's just, is just the skin on the inside. <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually, like, as 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 a, like, a simple matter of, like, biology, I think I, being on the inside, it wouldn't be his skin that he's trying to cut through, but he should be able to cut up everything else pretty well. I mean, come on. Whatever. Whatever.
1: I'm sorry, do you have a a PhD in xenobiology of this specific space worm thing? Also, even if he could destroy all of
3: the organs, he wouldn't be able to get out of the alien. Sure he would. Once it's dead, he just goes out the mouth. Or the anus. That's pleasant. (laughs) I wouldn't
2: consider
1: Jonah a role model. (laughs) So, at the end of this movie... You can see Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster in the yes, credits. Yes, you can. Yeah, Surprise. and then there's also the deleted scene with the tentacles, Ragnarok with the tentacles. What if he's making out with with something this like thing? The... Yeah,
2: yeah, it's something like this thing. Oh, and yeah, that's <laughs> well, uh, look. It's a know thought that the Grandmaster
3: I had. has lain with an Asgardian at some point. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and, and and other things. Yeah. Um yeah, it's kind of a weird Lego set because there are handcuffs and this tentacle monster, so it's like bondage and tentacles at the same time. Wow. Anywho, kinky Lego. Way to go,
3: Lego. Lego.
1: Where Kinda
3: were Got to throw some
1: things in there for the parents. <laughs> they kill the monster.
3: They kill so they... the monster, and then they go in front of the high priestess and yes. get their reward. And, and there's
1: some really weird
3: flirting. Yeah.
2: What? What color? So they are gold. They're gold. Yes. Okay. Just just uh sticking up for the colorblind audience.
3: Yeah, they are
1: gold everywhere. Okay.
2: So they are oh, the yeah.
1: personification <laughs> of like the top zero point zero one percent.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's that's them.
3: Uh, pussy Galore.
2: And they're you know, they
3: die from mm-hmm. skin asphyxiation or something. Whatever. Yeah, and there's yeah, there's a lot there's some Wait, really, no, really, that's... really weird flirting. Gold yeah, the yeah. weird
2: flirting. It's like, we've been genetically engineered to be perfect, and we have never, you know, we haven't done this for a long time. But, you know, maybe, Mr. Quill, we could we could uh, do some archaeology or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, the old-fashioned way.
2: Yeah, and, and he's like, all, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then, like, he sees, like, Gamora is just kind of like, ugh. And he's like, I mean, that's repulsive. No, no, I would never.
3: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there's this which, unspoken thing.
2: This unspoken, th- oh man, yeah, I I love that throughout this Me movie, too. and and it, it is, um, I suppose, well, I'll-, I'll save it for when we get to the end. But yeah, yeah I-, I I love that he he sees she disapproves, and he's like, all oh, nope. nope, 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 nope.
1: Never mind, they're totally was- a married couple. I well, they was, they just are, they joking. are the mom and dad.
2: Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they are absolutely the mom and dad of the group,
1: mm-hmm. with several unruly children. <laughs> yeah, and a
3: brother-in-law.
2: Yeah, Drax is like a is like the drunk brother in law. Yeah,
3: you know, yeah.
2: Who? Okay, well, his what family dead. But you know, normally it would be the drunk brother in law with a divorce, and you know, is terrible at Thanksgiving.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. He's yeah. the uh, racist uncle. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. there
2: you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> and then you have the two teenage sons. Yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
1: So then, you know they've they leave. family
2: reunion, yay! Oh, yeah, they
1: leave family reunion with himself. Nebula. <laughs> really not happy to be there. She tries just... to bribe one of them. Yep. <sighs> so yeah. Gamora kind of locks her up, and yep. they take off. And very shortly thereafter, they're like, hey guys, the Sovereign are following us.
2: With their giant swarm of drone ships.
1: Yep, and then
3: Drax lets everybody know that Rocket has the batteries.
2: He stole the annulat- uh, The, the, the harpulary batteries. Harpulary batteries! Right, he didn't steal some of those. What a mystery this is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they even kind of, like, point out that it's like a climactic sky battle. In the dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. And then, what was it? They have to go through a... A A quantum quantum asteroid asteroid field. field, Which doesn't
2: make (laughs) any sense.
3: They're trying to find a place... A planet to jump to. And the nearest jump point is through...
2: A the quantum weird. asteroid field. It's like it's like they saw the Empire Strikes Back and C-3PO's like, the odds of successfully navigating an asteroid field are 73,000 to 1. And instead, Never tell me the odds. Instead of saying never tell me the odds, you're like, hold my beer? Hold, yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly it. They're like, Let's and then go they and... fight
3: over the controls the entire way.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, they're flying with uh, what's between their legs instead of uh, their their heads. Whatever.
1: If what's between my legs had a hand,
2: <laughs> that'd be terrifying. Oh
1: It'd be no. like, oh god, no! Deadpool oh, no. would be into it. I don't want that. And the weird thing
3: from Doctor Strange. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I'm like
3: never gonna be
1: able to look at hands the same way again, guys.
2: I'd no. never be able. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, the 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 awesome like uh, it, it, this is kind of like a the the fight scene itself is oh, it's okay, but I love. I love their arcade. I love, yeah, I love too. It's so much fun, and the sounds—the stupid arcade.
3: arcade sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love when um, Drax goes out the back.
2: No, you can't have these roots. It's not. It, they're not ripe. Yeah. Yet. It's not.
3: It's not ripe yet. <laughs> and then he just like jumps out the back of the Milano with a gun.
1: The air suit that looks like he's wrapped in bubble wrap.
2: Yeah, the, their spacesuit is so weird. It's cool. It's like a really cool little effect, and I like it.
1: I, too, would like to go out into space wrapped in bubble wrap. It sounds like fun. <laughs> Me
2: three. Probably won't work uh, with our current technology, but okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but aliens made it happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Oh, not for nothing. I, I really like, um, just as a little sort of uh, minor character, in like uh, the Hi- High Priestess Aisha's like, general at the arcade yeah. is uh, Ben Browder from Farscape and uh and Stargate. Oh, nice.
1: He's, he's
2: like a he's he's a kind of a staple in uh, sci-fi TV shows.
1: Hey, it's that I guy. he looks familiar.
2: Yeah, I hope he gets uh you know like I I mean assuming anything else happens with the Adam Warlock thing, which yeah. uh, of course it will. Um yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to see him come back and have more to do. Yeah. Cuz he's a pretty cool dude. Nice, nice. Nice, nice,
1: nice, nice, nice. So anyways, as shit goes down, they get saved by a one inch man who would probably be better if he <laughs> got wait, closer. Because so they go they make it through the a- the quantum asteroid field. Yeah. Only to
3: find out that the ships have gone around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we could have just gone around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: What do the you mean dude... space is huge? Yeah, and then the weird dude shows up.
2: <laughs> yeah. And wipes them all out.
1: And so now we finally meet <laughs> Ego, and the matriarch whose name is so appropriate
3: yeah gee yeah. what
1: do you think this guy's problem is <laughs> I bet he's really humble <laughs> maybe I mean
2: would it have been too much to name him id let's see so so what is it so you have id ego and super ego and super ego like moderates ego wait no ego up moderates super ego and, uh, and-
1: the id is governed by the pleasure principle it represents Mm -hmm. a constant in the personality that is always present the ego is the surface of your personality the part you show the world it is governed by reality or a practical approach to the world the super ego aims for perfection it comprises the part of the personality mainly unconscious which includes the ego spiritual goals and your conscience basically uh, it criticizes you. It inhibits your instincts. Uh, hmm. It's it's the regulator, for hmm. lack of a better word.
2: Alright, well, I guess it's I failed that health. essay.
1: It, it's the thing that makes you feel guilty about things.
2: I got that in spades then.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, you are far from alone.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see here. Um. Okay, so yeah, Ego blows them all up, and then they are, like, in terrible shape, but they still make it, they make it through the jump, with Drax, like, hanging out the back.
3: Thanks to Gamora.
2: Yeah, oh, and that, yeah, that little bit, like, right there, I I made a note of this, it's like, this sort of demonstrates how much stronger, I mean, apart from Quill, who's just a a human at this point, how much stronger, like, Drax and Gamora are than Uh. normal humans like they're they should stupid be dead strong. They should be very,
3: very dead. Well yeah,
2: but that's the thing, is they're yeah. not humans. They're yeah. so strong. And we'll see it again later when she picks up the thing that's like six or seven times the size of her body. Mm hmm. But, you know, that's just to give us a sort of sense of scale um for later when they meet like human characters like Doctor Strange or or Tony Stark or or Hawkeye.
1: Yeah. So Aww, Ego basically see he brings him to the planet which is also himself and has well, a museum.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, first first they go to the they go to the, the the forest planet. And he's like, "Hey guys, I my name's Ego. This is my buddy Mantis, and uh I'm your dad."
3: And then Mom convinces Dad to go spend some time with his dad. Gamora has the What well, oh, Hasselfrau? Yeah. Oh yeah. uh, something Hasselfrau Yeah. <laughs> uh but I I liked that conversation between the two of them. You know, it was very much like Gamora's like, look, he's probably gonna be bad. Gonna but you should still song. do it.
2: Oh yeah, and was also if he's bad, we'll just kill him. Yeah. yeah her her practicality on that was was just beautiful.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> she bridges the, the gap. Between Zardu him.
2: Hasselfrau and his yeah. magic boat. <laughs> i love that story and the way like she talks with him like it's it's so clear i mean like obviously they're they're playing the parts of the moms and dad but also there is that unspoken thing mm-hmm. they're, they're very much like they're involved even if they haven't sort of taken the next step yeah, yeah. But that bi- that bit where she where she's like i love that story i'm just like oh and they're i love really that she just other. like
1: she
3: knew the story that he was trying to tell already
1: yeah yeah well one of the things that i really like is it shows that she does listen to him Mm -hmm. she doesn't get it but she listens and you know it's clear that peter is important to her because she's retaining you know some of the information
2: she never has she never has cap's moment where she's like i understood that reference because it's all just you know nonsense to her but she tries
1: and then elsewhere in the galaxy, Yondu's getting laid at a brothel. The, s- the snowy cyber <laughs> brothel. getting robot laid. <laughs> robot laid.
2: Yep. And
1: and Howard the Duck is there.
2: Oh God! Mm-hmm. What, what, what? Let's see. What did he say? You're out of luck until you've gone duck, which just <sighs> sounds unlikely.
1: That doesn't seem. <laughs> <Disgusting. laughs>
2: I, I I doubt. Have it. you
1: ever seen a duck penis?
2: Uh, I don't. I, I haven't, haven't seen. I haven't seen it I'm specifically. Okay. But I have okay. read some stuff about duck mating patterns and habits, and it's mm-hmm. bad. They're like, they're awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, they're. I'm surprised they exist as a species.
1: <laughs> so, like, apparently, bad. the duck vagina is like a labyrinth to try yeah. to prevent, like,. Like unworthy inseminating her without her because
2: because they're like constantly trying and like they have their weirdly shaped penises and, and like they're vicious and like they kill each other in mating uh-huh. and like they're they're just bad. I don't like ducks. Like I <laughs> I read I, after reading this, I was like, you know what? I don't want to feed the ducks anymore. Fuck them. They're assholes.
3: <laughs> so Yandu is clearly depressed.
2: He is so depressed, as with uh, as most people <laughs> who frequent brothels are. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, l- let alone robot brothels. That's yeah. gotta be an extra level of depression. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, like, the, the, the horns go off. Let's see. Okay. So first, first he, he, he hears his old buddy downstairs. His, his all, his, his good old friend. Oh, <laughs>
0: man.
1: Barely makes any sense. You broke my
2: our hearts. hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yandu. Yeah,
1: it breaks my heart.
2: The, the horns of freedom. The colors of a (laughs) will never play over your (laughs) (laughs) grave. Chekhov's funeral arrangements.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm just seeing that as like a storefront. Chekhov's funeral arrangements. (laughs) (laughs) Sample headstone.
2: They're they're very
1: specifically mentioning
2: like, when you die, none of this shit is going to happen, which is not a normal thing that comes up in any conversation. So, you know... I mean, it's it it's it's great when it happens, and I'm still emotionally yeah. affected. But watching it the second time over, it's just like,
1: <laughs> yeah. We call and that so, dramatic irony. Also, Yondu
3: Yondu has a new um, crew member. Ugh. The um. Ugh. Extremely underused Tommy Flanagan.
2: Is Tommy Flanagan the guy who's like still on his side?
3: The yeah, the Scottish guy.
2: Yeah, the, yeah. He's, the he's pretty good. He's pretty good, and yeah. what happens to him is not appropriate. No. Um, and then Taserface, fuck Taserface.
0: Yeah, um. Taserface. <laughs> Taserface.
2: <laughs> 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 ah. we'll, we'll get to his name when he gets to his
1: name. But still, like, I'm I'm
3: curious. Were they trying to make Taserface look as Klingon as possible?
1: <laughs> Who knows,
3: man?
2: It's hard to tell. Like, there are some aspects of like the the Ravager design. Or like you know their teeth and stuff mm-hmm. and like their their odd like sort of a non-specific assortment of bumps. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Faserface I feel like Ravagers like are home. all different species. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Like, it's all like over a collection.
1: Place. It's more yeah. like a uh, like a network of biker gangs. Yeah, I guess yeah, with a very like, like distinct code and
2: uh, organized crime. Like, but but the barely organized kind. Because they're not actually like gangsters. Is like there
1: are uh, over a hundred Ravager Chapters, factions yeah. you've lost the business of ninety nine by dealing with yeah,
2: one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're definitely yeah, they're like bikers and pirates, as opposed to, you know, the more organized crime that sets up casinos and runs, you know, gin joints and, and speakeasies.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: I just said speakeasies.
1: Yes you did. <laughs> yes you did. So they're a space biker gang.
2: Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. That makes sense. A network
1: yeah. of space
3: biker gangs. Absolutely. And and sometimes these weird gold people with blue carpets show up. <laughs>
2: how how long did they roll the carpet for, though? A like, long where, time. Where did they land the damn ship? They and would when... have
3: done it all the way from the ship. Ah! Uh... It's
1: like <laughs> and we it's cannot just cannot like, touch it's not even. World.
3: It's not even like a full carpet. It's just like six feet of a carpet. It's <laughs> like twelve percent just... of a carpet.
1: Just for her. <laughs>
2: Twelve percent of a carpet. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny.
1: So, anyway, she's like, "Hey, dudes! Raccoon stole my batteries. I want to kill him."
2: <laughs> uh, and then we get back to uh, to Bearheart, the fourth
1: planet. Yep. Yes,
3: yes.
2: And that's yeah, that's where they have in the uh, the conference. Man, I love like throughout this movie, like uh, there's like one point where where he's like, "Don't call me a raccoon." And uh you know, like he calls him trash, trash Panda. panda. Mm-hmm. and like he gets called so many fun things like Triangle Faced Monkey.
1: Um
2: <laughs> Fox. and uh Yeah, Fox. She keeps calling him Fox. She keeps calling him Fox. Uh I ship it. Anyway, um let's see here. Uh I love that story. If he ends up being evil, we'll just kill him, Fox. He carries a picture of David Hasselhoff. And then Yeah, so they, they get to really meet Mantis mm-hmm. and and she is definitely um, Troy from Star Trek before Troy got to wear the uniform and have things to do, um, mm-hmm. and
1: uh, and he uh, Drax is already starting in and is like, ugh, don't don't smile like that, like, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> like, yeah, like I do not understand the intricacies of of interaction, social interaction.
0: Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. oh, I I I love. You know, it was it was it was in the trailer, so it got spoiled. So, but we still like everybody in the theater just died on that bit. Like, you feel deep love? No, sexual love for her. (laughs) And it was like it still worked, even though we'd all seen it in the trailer. I was like, no, that's a good joke. I like. Yeah, it's really funny. (laughs) And then, like you know, as as awful as he is to her, like. Uh, is to her in other parts. In this, he was kind of like, oh, this is
3: great! Do me! Do me! Oh, this is
2: so much fun! And, like, she touches him, and they both laugh together at him. I
3: liked liked that moment, because that was, like, one of his first interactions with her, and you still get that feeling of, like, there's nothing deeper than that. And then things kind of twisted.
2: Yeah. It's kind of weird. Anyway. But, and then, after she does, uh, she tries to go to Gamora, and, and she, you know, she does the little intercept, and, like, Mantis is so sad. It just ma- <laughs> it I made me feel bad. She's like, but I was having a good time and I was doing well at at human interaction.
3: Yeah, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of uh, Nat's refusal to attempt to pick up Milnir in Age yeah. of Yeah.
2: To who, oh, if she if she had touched Gamora, what do you think she would what do you think she would have found?
3: Oh,
2: I think I she think, she's I got the she same feelings. Yeah. She's got the same feelings.
1: Yeah. So can we talk for a fa- a second about the fact that Ego just has his, like, giant museum tour of himself in <laughs> <and> his <laughs> journey? He's, you know, his... he is
3: a planet. Yeah. I created a planet of myself.
1: Yeah, it's myself. like, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am a tribute of myself to myself.
1: I am a planet of myself, for myself, and by myself.
2: Yeah. It's so lonely. Take that, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh man. Yeah, how how would Odin and Ego stack up? Um but Not yeah, well. his plant his planet is his planet is is amusing. Okay. It like it is. Like it's it, weird. it it it's more distinct when you get into like his big museum hall thing with the de- mm-hmm. demonstration thing, you know, the the dioramas. But it has a very strong like, it's hard for me to put a finger on it, not being able to, to sort of make out the color palette. But, like, the design elements and the way that it's put together, it feels very much like um, sort of a, a PBS, like, TV show, like, educational trippy. You know, some sort of an yeah. educational mm-hmm. TV show that was made in the 70s or 80s by former hippies. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's, like, a strong element of cosmos to it like sort mm-hmm. of like yeah. the art yeah. and effects to it. Yeah. And then when you get to the museum diorama pieces, it like it feels like what like going to a children's museum when I was small. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it has that very strong feeling of being at like um the Boston Children's Museum or something like it, mm-hmm. it it definitely like sort of put me in that place and in that mind and it was like, well, you know, that that would be an experience that Peter probably had and this would be very uh, familiar to him and nostalgic in a way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that kind of like, I, I think that sort of fuels like the little bit of eeriness about it as well. Because when you get that sort of beautiful, but it's a TV set sort of feeling, you get that there might be something off about it. That there it. that there's something yeah. behind the something set behind the scenes that's not, you know, it's too flitzy. To it's be real. too clean. It's too yeah. pretty. You know, it's Disney World when you have uh, an entire city underneath it. Yeah.
3: I mean, and let's and let's be honest here. I don't know that there are me- there were really anybody any people in the theater who didn't know that ego was going to end up being the bad guy. Yeah, I mean,
2: they kept you know? it out they kept it out of the trailers, but yeah. yeah.
3: But it, like, it
2: it felt, you know, it's there it was, it was ominous from the get-go.
3: Yeah. So, but yeah it was like sickly sweet almost
1: yeah too good so. to be true mm-hmm. I think a lot of I think that that phrase encapsulates a lot of what's going on with Peter and yeah. his dad
2: yeah. oh I think we totally skipped like from uh we skipped I think the scene uh in the forest with with the uh, the Ravagers finding, um,
3: I love this scene. I think that's it. I don't know. No, it that that
2: that came before they they got to Ego. Yeah. Oh, but God. anyway, whatever. This is this isn't linear. We're we can play with time all we want. We can talk about the end if we wanted to, but we're not going to
1: yet. We've um, got the Eye of Agamotto now, so let's <laughs> we just roll just with it. Bounce around. Stephen Strange can fix this for us.
2: But yeah, so, like the.
1: So first he was fixing our potholes. Now he's fixing our podcast.
2: Yeah. podcast holes oh mm-hmm. before what before Quill and the team left they left like a uh, rocket with Nebula and yeah. uh, and Groot and uh you know they had like that that sort of ugly confrontation where he's like are you trying to drive everybody away why are you being such an asshole you know it's like mm-hmm. if you you know if you want to make everybody hate you it's working mm-hmm. and you know there there's that that tension and that that uh that arc for for raccoon for Rocket <laughs> don't call him raccoon raccoon raccoon, um, raccoon, raccoon and you know? And I find it interesting, like throughout the movie, um, I think, I think others do it too, but it seems like it's mostly Rocket. Even when Quill's not around, Rocket loves to play his music. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting that he really lo- that he seems to really like it. Like there's, you know, this scene here while he's fixing the ship, mm-hmm. he's got the music playing. Um, like later on after the escape and they're like flying along, he's like, "Hey, do you have any-? Or when they're doing the escape, he's like, "Do you mm-hmm. have any of Quill's music?" And he's like, "Put it on." And and he, he seems to he seems to like it, too. And it's interesting that, you know, uh, it's kind of interesting that there seems to be no other music like these guys, this this little group, this it's little the family The
3: only music in the universe that exists
2: is is Terran uh, 70s American pop. Yep.
1: <laughs> so this scene where the Rabbiters come and rockets like booby trapped the entire.
2: Oh, so much fun.
1: It's so great. I was actually really distracted, and I don't, maybe it's a function of the fact that I was watching it on a small screen this time around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I watched a lot of it um, on my phone as I was commuting or in the gym.
2: Yeah.
1: I felt like this scene and then the scene where they're doing, like, the 700 jumps or whatever. Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> Visual gags were made for 3D, very obviously, Mm -hmm. and not watching it in 3D and watching it on Mm -hmm. a small screen, it it just kind of became distracting to me. Um, Mm. I was like, oh, like the needles
2: flying at the screen, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and like the like when they got thrown up in the air, and you have that overhead shot of them flying up towards the camera, and then all the wonky faces later. Yeah, it was just kind of like "Eh." I,
2: I. You know, I can I can understand that, um, but I was watching on a sixty inch screen from like two feet away, so I I felt fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, no, like I, that's just like it lends itself better to large screens. It's than It's cinematic. Yeah. Why are you watching movies on your phone? It's a phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the, the movie theater person. industry is very upset with you.
3: Yep. Movies
2: are meant to be seen on the big screen. Stop staying at home. Stop watching Netflix. Oh God, we're doomed. <laughs>
3: No, but they do use a lot of like 3D gags throughout the whole thing, and that was a big part of the opening as well.
1: I have a confession, which is I don't really like 3D in mm. movies. I don't go out of my way to see things yeah, in 3D. Same. I'm pretty ambivalent on it, so. I, I don't, don't
2: go out of my it. way for it, but when it's an option, like if I'm not poor at the time, I'll watch it. But yeah, I, I loved his his little traps. So the, 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 the little needler thing. I was going kind of like, ah! But I, I loved his, his, mo- his little bouncy minds and the- Yeah, um, and then when and he, it, like,
3: jumped on all their when heads. When he
2: jumps on their heads and, like, electrifies them. I was like, ah! <laughs> and then, like, he gets confronted by the guy and he's like, oh, not so tough now without any of your toys. And then he just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> I was just like, that is
3: so satisfying! Go, <laughs> yeah. tiny rodent, go! And then you hear the whistle. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah and then we, we get the, the big confrontation um, where uh, okay, uh, did Nebula so Nebula got Groot to let her go right
1: mm-hmm. Groot and is she shows up is easily Groot is too pure yeah, yeah.
2: Groot, Groot's easily manipulated um yeah. and so yeah she shows up and well but before that we get like the beginning of the mutiny right where, and it started
3: he... by kind of by Sean Gunn
2: <laughs> he's like we'll forget hey, his Captain, name. you were Craglin
3: uh, yeah Exactly. Yeah, Craig, Let's Say see right. Craglin is Say right, so
2: he is so jealous of Peter Quill. He's like he's the other stepson yeah. who's who's like, "Oh, you always treated him best. He was always your favorite. You guys would play catch."
3: Time. He's like
2: You were always so happy about his report card. You never paid any attention <laughs> to mine. My shit never went up on the fridge. <laughs> That's Craglin. That's Craglin yeah. right now. You never
3: threatened to eat me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And taser face. Let's see yeah. what was uh like. See, uh, a quarter is only one third of that. Oh my god! <laughs> like,
3: no, a quarter is only a quarter 25.
2: is
0: twenty five. No, you, <laughs> idiot. you can't
3: buy a pair of boots with twenty five units. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nebula.
2: And Nebula blasts his uh, his mohawk off, yeah. and then she takes a bite out of the thing. And it's like, nope, not right. They yeah. were right the whole time. So she oh, shows dude. up is like, how oh, boys. Very, very breathy, in her her bald, um, you know, look going on, and they're just like, "What? Uh, what?
1: Yeah, she, yeah. She's I'm a sure girl, how to but act. she's scary. It's a,
2: it's a girl, but she's a scary girl. I'm I am both
1: terrified and aroused. Exactly. <laughs> Me too, Samir. Me too. Me too. too. <laughs>
3: and then we we have the when we get the actual like mutiny part of it where they're oh, killing, executing that. all of the sympathizers or whatever. That's sad. I hated
2: sad. that. It, it so sad. yeah, that really that kind of like so there yeah there are a couple of scenes in this movie mm-hmm. where I was just like ooh like yeah. and this this is one of them like I I was kind of like this is one of the most murderiest uh, Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah. like granted lots of people tend to die in these things like in sort of you know, big big moment you know in Thor Ragnarok like you know Hela kills the entire Asgardian army but this
1: felt bad. Eventually, you get a good guy killing so many people. Yeah, Yondu arrows all of them earlier. Um, he doesn't we, care. We we as the audience yeah. need to be on his side and be like, "Well, yeah. yep, they just murdered a fuck ton of people, so have at yeah. it."
2: So you yeah. get like, like the long string of spaced bodies,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is like, ugh. Oof. And that
1: was a lot more gruesome in this. It movie really was. Than it was in the previous one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple dozen people there, and then we get the the scene with uh you know Rocket in the chair and Taserface being all, oh, I'm the
1: Taserface! <laughs> He's like, I'd rather be dead than be a self-absorbed idiot who thinks Taserface is a good
2: thing. Rocket Rocket yeah. plays it pretty well, uh, considering you know his situation. I think he does a pretty good job of. Uh, Undermining Taserface's tasery authority, yeah. Um, and uh, and then we get to you know like uh, Nebula like shows back up and she's yeah. like, like talking about the fox and uh, coming up with the plan. And, and then she uh, just
3: asks for a hand again.
2: Yeah, give me just give me another hand. Give me a ship.
3: <laughs> give like, give me, we have a yeah, wire wire me the money.
2: And like, Craglin's like, "All oh, so, what are you gonna do with it?" <laughs> I'm going to buy a warship with every in- con- conceivable instrument of destruction. I will find my father. I will hunt Thanos to the ends of the universe <laughs> and kill him. And then Kraglin's like all, I thought like like maybe a necklace or something. Yeah, something, something to make, make other- all the
1: other girls go. Ooh, go He's ooh, so nice. Kirk. Like yeah, he will he never is. not be
2: Kirk. He is. He is straight out of Gilmore. It's like the He's guy from Gilmore space Girls. Kirk. Accidentally became a space pirate got a bunch of people killed in an accidental so, mutiny, so and feels really bad about it.
3: When Yondu him. had the contract for Peter, he accidentally picked up Kirk first.
1: <laughs> there I you go. I was like, well, you're both person-shaped, <laughs> so... Oh, that's nice.
2: <laughs> 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 and then she's out! She's outie! Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, we head back to Ego.
3: Yeah. Is, the- is this the... The part the, with the, the light. Yeah, they throw the ball.
2: He has like the the bit out in the courtyard where he's like all you know the the light of the planet, and I you know I existed and I made myself, and mm-hmm. and you can control the light, and um, like watching it the second time, watching it in, you know repeat viewings, the bit where where Peter is manages to like make the the light manifest.
0: Yeah.
2: Like his ego's like. YES!
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is gross because yeah. Yeah. it's because yeah. it's like you, you now know that his really strong reaction is like, oh thank goodness I finally succeeded and I don't have to kill this one.
3: Yeah, yeah. or I will still kill this one, but I will <laughs> succeed in my plan.
0: Yeah, which is like yeah. yeah, ugh.
3: Yeah, and I don't like, have to kill this one yet. I I still so I I wanted to have more feelings about that whole like light ball catch scene. I, you know, I got, I got I got feelings. I just didn't. Well,
2: okay. I mean, as as a a son of a father and a father mm-hmm. of a son, I I got feelings about it.
3: Legit. So. Yep. That's fair though.
2: But yeah, playing catch, I can't do that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Aww.
2: <laughs> yeah, my my bad eyesight. It's like it's gonna be like yeah. teach me how to throw, and I'm like, well, I can teach you how to throw but I can't catch it.
1: <laughs> oh. or I wondered why the baseball was getting bigger and then it hit me.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes,
1: so true. Um, lurking
3: in the shadows of this, you know, touching moment between father and son is Mantis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's so then, worried.
3: Who then rushes off to tell Drax something.
2: Yeah. Drax is. Hmm. You're so ugly. Ugh.
3: And then Gomorrah, like accidentally interrupts. She and,
2: pops. Yeah. She, what were you, you about of, to? Yeah. After. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. He was an asshole about like the ugly thing. Mm-hmm. But then he's like talking about like his family and like. Yeah, there's, that moment know, some of, sadness there, where
3: he talked about his family, was really, really powerful. Yeah. What
1: really gets me is he's like completely stoic on the outside, and she's she like oh, and oh and yeah, she, she cannot... touches him and she like trumbles. She can't breathe. She can't bear the pain that mm-hmm. he is living with, and he's just like so. Like he's mis- desensitized to it. Yeah, yeah. or not—not um, not so much that he's desensitized, but he just doesn't show the world his pain. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
2: he can—he can be like uh, completely flat on the outside, yeah. and and a roiling sea of of just sorrow on the inside.
3: That's his secret. He's always <laughs> grieving. I'm
2: always sad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so she's about she's about to tell him something serious businessy and Demora yeah. shows up and <laughs> he's like what well, what how did that exchange go she's like you're not ugly Drax just like you know idiot child uh yeah. no no yeah not it, idiot brother-in-law <laughs> don't be an asshole
1: yeah Ugh. she's
2: new to people why are we you are ruining not gonna her not going to invite you to the next thanksgiving <laughs> Now we, we head back to the ship yeah. uh, for the for, uh, <laughs> escape.
3: <laughs> well, first, first, you know, the twig. They they can't bear to kill the twig. It's too adorable
2: to kill, which is a funny thing coming from Taserface.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, wait, so, really? So they send it to what? The, the, the tailor. The
2: quartermaster. The tailor. They send it to the tailor to become <laughs> mascot, mascot,
3: mascot.
1: And, and he's they just like, don't... so uncomfortable. Yeah. He does not like wearing clothes. And then and He like has to be able to breathe. Him. Yeah, it's like, like this his
3: terrible whole body hazing scene. Breathes.
2: Yeah, it's this just awful little hazing scene where they're like being super. Me- like they're not killing him and they're not like, you know, super hurting him, but they're just dicks. Yeah. And they're a bunch of frat boys.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like, uh, and then one of those, one of those things of like. It's, thing.
2: it's Lord of the Flies. Like when you get into that situation where you have a bunch of like. A bunch of asshole guys get together and have no sort of um, uh, moderating influence mm-hmm. or, or, or feel of a need for control. You know, I guess if you're going to be a bunch of criminals, then. But yeah, they're they're just a bunch yeah. of dicks.
3: And then poor Groot is just walking all forlorn down the hallway. Oh.
2: And we and, get um, we yeah. get uh, Rocket and and Yondu, and Yondu. Yep. commiserating, and he's like talking about how Stakar saved him and. And how they used to be like the guardians, yeah. and he had been a slave, and Stakar was a, a cool Cree slave. Yeah. Woo.
3: References. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, man.
3: And I do like the sequence of things that Groot brings to them. <laughs> 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 that's, like trying that's to my describe <laughs>
2: it, and it keeps happening. And it's like, that's a desk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody's eye. He takes it out when he goes to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, the joke, the joke, like, it, it
2: almost goes too long. Yeah. It almost goes too long, but, but it's, uh. He thinks he did...
1: wants, he's like, he thinks you want him to wear it as a hat. He doesn't <laughs> like <you>. hats.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you, at out. first you think someone just has a weird shaped head, <laughs> then you realize they're just wearing ha- really, like hats. Really? <laughs> that's why you don't like hats? That's why you don't like hats.
2: Oh, man.
1: I love Groot. That's, I, I, I just, I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, the Ravager sleeping arrangement makes no sense.
1: No, they're just like,
3: piled on top of each other.
2: It's like a weird pile of dudes and, and some furs and some stuff, and it's like, I I don't know, whatever.
3: Yeah, but there's That's not sanitary, more guys. than enough space on the entire ship.
2: Yeah, it's a huge ship. Yeah. And I mean it's not like they don't have blanket technology. They they don't need to huddle for warmth.
3: Something suspicious is going on here.
2: Or I'm just being too heteronormative.
3: That too. Mhm. Yep. Or they just like to cuddle.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes, for all their toxic masculinity, they at least have the uh, the 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 ability to touch one another mm-hmm. and and feel their feelings. Yes. And then we get to Craglin, um, Kirk showing up to uh, to the to the cell, being like, "I didn't mean to mutiny. They killed all. <laughs> they killed all my friends." And I'm just like, "Dude, Kirk, you,
1: you fucked you up, dummy.
2: Your your jealousy of Peter Quill, yep. has ruined so many things.
3: You fucked up. You did You fucked up. Craglin's uh, the stepbrother.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Is is his hair red?
1: No." No, oh, okay. so he is not a redheaded stepchild. He's a red coated right. stepchild. I guess so. Yeah, they're all red coated. <laughs> I mean, coated
2: or coated?
3: Coat like C O A T. Okay, like jacket, jacketed. All right. Anyway
2: anyway. Yeah. And then oh yeah, we, I mean we get we get the 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 sort of murderous escape scene Come where where Rocket's like Do you have any more of uh do you have any more of yeah. Peter's music? Go ahead and pump that through the thing and
3: Like it starts out really cool. Na, 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 right? Na, 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 na. It starts out really cool with like the slow walkie thing and the and the arrow. And then it yeah. just goes berserk. Overboard.
2: Like I don't I don't know. I think I think that if they had Total, if they had just cut out the part where they're walking through the hangar mm-hmm. and the bodies are literally falling like rain, yeah, that
3: was, that if was, they cut
2: if they cut yeah. that part out, I don't think it would have been as bad. Because yeah. it. while it's like, you know, you're trying, like I, I started to try and keep a count and I just, I needed one of those little hand clicker things where you click and it keeps counting. every time. Yeah, but
3: then it goes time. too fast. It just goes it too goes, fast. It just goes
2: too fast. Well, I mean, if you had one of those clickers, you could do it, you know, for yeah. like the factory floor kind of thing. But, but I was trying to write it mm-hmm. and I was like, nope, can't do it, give up. Um... But if they had skipped over the raining bodies part,
3: I think I it think would have been a little bit more powerful. If, if, if he
2: has to fight his way to get to the control center, mm-hmm. and then from the control center, you have it zipping around and killing people on the ship, but mm-hmm. they're not like comically falling from the sky. Yeah, it, I think it would have worked.
3: I mean, better. he's literally—he's got, got the golden gun. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he does.
3: I mean, uh,
2: one shot, one kill. That yeah. thing is—it uh, doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
3: When I when I use that arrow, <laughs> I ain't using my head. You think I'm head.
2: using my head.
3: But yeah, Craglin, you know, saves the day. Part one.
2: Yep. And then we get uh Taserface's uh last last Taser hurrah. Face. Tell him it was Taserface.
1: <laughs> and then Alicia's <like, laughs> <she's> just like <laughs> <she> just, <laughs> z- just, just like <laughs>
2: And it's, it's like, all right, we need to jump to Ego's planet. Because, like, uh, you know, he's like, it's you know, Ego's not what you think. We got to go save Quill. And, it, and it's like uh, something like it's not safe to make, like, 40 jumps for mammalian bodies, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny. It's like, you know, these aliens are all speaking English, but it's like their taxonomy is the same, too. Mm-hmm. It's like mammals. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, let's just get past that part. These aliens all look like people with just mild deformities. Anyway. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like not We're going to make 700 jumps. Yeah. And then they start jumping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the effects on this get a little wonky. um, Yeah. I kind of, you know, started rolling my eyes like halfway through it. But then I liked when they had like the the Uh, stars and you're just like pinballing from star to star.
2: Yeah, that was cute.
3: Yeah. Boing, boing boing
1: boing 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 and, boing, and boing, we get boing.
2: the uh, and we get the um the 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 Stanley cameo where yeah. he's where he's the watcher where
1: it's confirmed and that time I was a
3: US postal okay. okay but so yeah. is he confirmed 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 as a watcher in that or is he just there a, a guy who's sitting there talking to the watchers
2: how can okay wait why would they hide I don't get it um I he's a watcher he's got to be a watcher right Because he's not wearing like,
3: the same clothes like well, okay. even though he's in a spacesuit. Like he would be in like the same kind of spacesuit that they would be in.
2: Uh,
3: With
1: like the robes. I feel and like shit. he was just kidnapped. I don't know. Right. He got <laughs> he got kidnapped and they just realized they Stan had a Stanley got abducted man, by aliens so they dumped him on
3: a random moon. Maybe Let me tell you this story about at... Iwo
1: Jima. Maybe they have a watcher that looks like him and they picked up the wrong dude. <laughs> oh. Tony Stank. <laughs> Let me tell you about this time I met one
2: of the richest guys on earth.
3: Oh, that's not what you wanted to hear, okay. <laughs> what about that time that I drank that contaminated soda? Oh no, god.
2: <laughs> that was terrible. I almost died.
3: Gamora, I think tried to confront Peter about yeah. like, if there's something okay. fishy going on here.
2: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. listening to Sam Cooke or yeah. something. He's like one of the best earth singers and and she's like, "Oh, I don't dance." And it's like, "But you're dancing." And um and and they they, they they're talking about he starts doing that thing Diane. that he yeah. needs to stop doing, mm-hmm. which is like speaking about everything in references. It's like, okay, you need to develop the emotional maturity to talk about your he's feelings still, yeah, he's still without, referencing, without referencing popular culture yeah. because it's not helping you here. Also, because nobody knows what you're talking about.
3: He was eight, right, when he was <laughs> taken from Earth? Yeah.
2: It really it really took a hold of him. <laughs>
3: But yeah, okay. I mean, (laughs) he understands ratings at eight years old.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So Gamora storms off, and then you know, Ego shows up.
2: I I I did like the the bit like you know he's he's like you know he's my family he's blood and it's like you know I thought you know we were family I thought you had found your family and also like her bit where she's like you have blood on Earth but you've never wanted to go back there and it's just like hey Peter you asshole you need to go back and tell your family you're not dead.
3: Yeah. Find your yeah, uncle that would and be nice. Yeah. There's a chance your grandfather is still alive.
2: <laughs> and so after their after their confrontation, their their uh, their tiff, uh she goes off to the to the to the plains of ego mm-hmm. to contemplate the uh, the beautiful skyline.
3: And then and, there's uh, like a plant thingy that's rubbing together so she chops it off in half with her sword. Because <laughs> it's bothering her. And then from the horizon.
1: <laughs> oh my we god. I love this confrontation. This is so, so great. Much. <laughs> because because it's what really could possibly be like, worse? It is just like this period of extended Gestalt therapy. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> like it's just a whole bunch of like hitting and yelling and shooting and screaming and like She's like screaming out of the sky.
3: <laughs> and and Karen <laughs> Gillen just she just goes for it. <laughs> They're and just, like, like,
1: screaming at each other. It's just, like, this raw, pure emotion yep. that's been bottled up for And, like, the, the ship, like, gets
2: destroyed. And, and yeah, this is one of those bits uh, where I was talking about how much stronger Gamora is the norm- than humans. Yeah. Like, when she rips off the giant gun thing yeah. and it's, like, three massive gutling guns and she's got it, like, on her shoulder and it's, like, five or seven times the size of her body. It's, like the guardians of the galaxy are stupid strong and she's like
1: they her. don't even have words for each other it's just yeah. grief and rage and and catharsis, catharsis. and they're and
2: they're, yeah. they, they, they they she saves nebula from the fiery burning wreck and they're both like you know like emotionally exhausted but then they keep fighting <laughs> and then and nebula like gets her knife and like is crushing her throat and she's like I win! I win! I bested you in combat! It's It feels like such a child fight. Yeah, It's yeah. like very sibling rivalry. It's like she's in this position where she could kill her like she said she wanted to do but she can't do it. Because <laughs> the whole point was to be like, I needed
1: a sister! Yeah. And then they find a bunch of skeletons. Oh, and it's
3: so creepy.
0: Because
3: it's clear there's not just like human skeletons in there. It's all kinds of s- weird species.
2: Yeah, <laughs> ego, ego definitely laid with an Askevarian.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like <laughs> father, like son.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So then they go back up, up topside and confront Mantis. Aggressively
1: confront Mantis.
3: Yeah. Poor Meanwhile, Mantis. Ego has gotten his clutches even deeper into Peter.
2: Yeah, and he he starts, you know, this is when he takes well, he him back to the, the museum.
3: Yeah, and he does the forehead thing.
2: Yep, and and starts to, you know, Peter's eyes like glaze over, and he's like giving him the spiel, and it's like it's gonna be awesome. You know, we're I'm gonna, gonna
1: spread d- myself across the universe and remake everything in my image. And then all the all the blue globs like start to go everywhere. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, we don't. We, we before before the globs start to go. I mean, we have to like it. Actually, you get the confrontation where where because first Peter's into it. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, that that mm-hmm. seems interesting. He's wait a so... second. Yeah. Just Des, destroy the. Wait, what? Remake yeah. the universe. Wait. Okay. Rule the galaxy as father and son. Kill the emperor. Hold on a second here, Vader. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> and and then you get the, the the moment where he's like, Oh, I knew. You know, I went to Earth three times. And like, I knew if I went a fourth. Uh, I would never come back. And so it killed me to put that tumor in your mother's head. Mm-hmm. And like there was like in the theater, there was like a hush. There was like a, a, a like an yeah. audible gasp. And people were like, <gasps> "Yeah, like that, that got nice a strong reaction. And he snapped right out. Because like before that, he had said, like, he had been talking about like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's just the girl or, you know, your friends are mortal. They're not going to last. Mm-hmm. They don't matter. So. And Peter was still They're kind of like going us. with it. They're not like us. Yeah. And, like, he yeah. didn't snap out of it until it was like, oh, by the way, I, I killed your mother.
0: Yeah,
3: Peter's squishiest of squishy underbellies is always going to be his mother.
2: Yeah, and, so. and he goes, what? And then, you know, he's like, well, you know, and then instantly the blasters come out.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it was it was pretty brutal. I was it like, was? oh, man. He <laughs> just blew them <laughs> apart. <laughs>
1: those,
2: those weapons can be effective.
1: And it's like great, but you know he's kind of the planet, right? He that was just an yeah. extension of himself. He's yep. uh, he's gonna. A, it's only back. a little
2: bit, and then he he rebuilds himself, and he's like, "Oh, I tried so hard to be what you want," and this is when he reforms himself as David Hasselhoff. Yeah, <laughs> and we got like you know the craziest cameo
1: ever. <laughs> it was so good. The Hoff needed a paycheck <laughs> badly.
3: <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
2: And yeah, he snaps, he's basically like, you know, I'm going to put you in your room for a thousand years and, you know, I'm just going to use you as a battery. Yep. Yeah. And that's when he gets speared by the light and then the expansion uh-huh. starts expanding and wipes out that Dairy Queen. Oh, man. I wonder, like, you know, as this, as the climactic scene is going on and the expansion is expanding and stopping and expanding again, like how many people die yeah, I know. because of Ego? It's just like, you know, you never see it no. in, in any of these shots. People are constantly running away, but if you like watch, people are running away not fast enough. Yeah, like oh, no. every everybody is every, every everybody's getting every absurd. disaster
1: movie ever.
2: <laughs> it's just like oh god, oh no, you can't run fast. Enough. Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, there was that one woman with the baby that.
2: Yeah, they 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 have you have like the most emotional one. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's just like oh no, don't kill her, yeah. and then she gets saved. But everybody yeah. else like. I, Imagine how many people were in the Dairy Queen. I mean, I don't know how busy Dairy Queens are these days, but they're all. Dead. Well, if
3: it was the only fast food joint in the area, they probably did pretty well. And then the uh the ship crashes down and goes squish.
2: The gang's has ba- What's Smurfette doing here? <laughs> which which kind of like that got me on a stupid tangent. If if Nebula is Smurfette, then Thanos is 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 uh, is Gargamel. Well, oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, and I guess uh, we we get uh, yeah, like Yandu and and Peter like meet back up, and they're mm-hmm. they're 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 flying the little construction ship thing as they're sort of like tearing into stuff, and uh, they 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 have their their moment where they're they're talking about. Well,
3: why did you not? Why didn't you just yeah? Me?
2: You always threatened to eat me. That was being funny, <laughs> not to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I can see the humor in it as I'm watching a movie, but if you were Peter Quill, it's like, no, this isn't funny, I've been abducted no. by aliens and they're yeah. threatening to eat me. That'll work, that'll do a number on you. And then they yeah. just
3: dive down to the center of Ego. I love the,
1: the mining lasers. Yeah. The, I love those the things. The little balls all over so the ship. It's pretty cool. So Mantis is like, so we gotta get to the core and destroy that, because yeah. otherwise he will just...
2: This will make us two-time galaxy savers.
1: Yeah. We can double our prices. <laughs> <laughs> the crabby puppy is so cute. He makes
2: me want to die.
1: He is so cute. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: me oh, too. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. then they find the core.
2: Yeah. And uh, they, they, set, um, they start, to, they start to, to burrow into it with the ship. And things are going great.
1: <laughs> and the fucking Sovereign show up again. And then the
2: stupid Sovereign show back <laughs> Drag- up. And
3: the just like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> guys, guys. But he
2: can't get through because the planet's
3: in the
1: Right. So,
2: so yeah. we have a, 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 a giant sky battle inside a planet.
1: I felt like this was kind of unnecessary. Oh, like, 100%. I feel like it was just there to be like, here's it's another make, obstacle in their path. Yeah, it was
3: there to make it more tense and dramatic and suspenseful. And it was there to give us the moment of
1: Groot... With the, you know, detonator (laughs) (laughs) I really love the scene Not only where they're trying to Not only where Rocket is trying to teach Groot how to do it I am Groot Mm -hmm. I am Groot I
3: am Groot I am Groot? No! Uh.
1: But also the tape discussion
2: Yeah, okay, wait Drax is like, scotch tape And it's just like, how does he know what scotch tape
3: is? Peter probably
1: Why did you ask if Scotch tape was okay if you didn't have any? (laughs) Did you ask Nebula?
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Really? She was. She was there when I asked Yondu. (laughs) It's such a family argument. Yes, it is. And it's another one that goes on like a little
1: too long, a little bit. But it's
2: still great. It's still
1: great. Yeah. But before it goes on too too long, Groot takes the bomb and runs off.
3: We're gonna die. And then we have continued planet space battle.
2: Yeah, and then eventually they get it working so that they're able to just wipe out the sovereign. Yep.
3: hooray! Yay!
1: and then
2: and then Ego gets himself back under control and cause,
1: oh right because Mantis put the whammy on him. Oh my yeah, god, he, it was great. He had like sleep! the big like
2: he had the big rock face. Yep, and he was like coming at him. He was gonna crush them all, and she was like, Eep! and then went to sleep. Yep, he went to sleep. And he then great,
3: the, the reason that she she lost control because. She got knocked out. Yeah, she got knocked out. But also there was a little flicker with the lasers, like it cut across in front of her. And like, you know, you wondered if she was going to hang on or not. But she did. She's scary. She
1: she can control a god, guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so then then after the Sovereign's defeated, Ego gets back into the fight.
1: Mm -hmm. He does that thing where he reforms like first bones then muscle. oh that effect was good it was was, pretty cool that was was really cool and really viscerally like i did not need that it was uncomfortable yeah so it's like the opposite of all of those like
3: indiana jones like melty people
2: yeah so they, they start to have that confrontation and like before this they like they'd established that um, Peter can use the light to, to make stuff and like before like the breakdown he was like oh I'm gonna make so much weird shit like Pac-Man and Heather Locklear and, <laughs> because and, he's a and, child and Skeletor and yeah he's, he's a big baby mm-hmm. um, and then uh, it comes time for the fight and he uh, makes a
3: Pac-Man he does he oh makes god, a giant it's rock Pac-Man it's so cool
2: and it's like a good they have a good god fight and it's like man you were You're super gonna miss this power when it comes time to fight Thanos. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna really suck to to be to to be in this confrontation and be like, man, last year I could have totally punched him Mm -hmm. in the face, but now I have to stay away or I'll get squished.
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but I liked it. And then like he's you know just keeping everybody busy, keeping him busy while you know we wait for Groot. Yeah, to reach the Uh brain for the Groot.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, but like before he before he started to manifest his powers, like everybody else in the team was getting absorbed yeah. by the planet and like crushed, and that's when you have Yandu being like, Do you think I control this thing with my head? I control it with my heart alert. You and know, then you as get like his, like, face his, like getting little crushed.
1: emotional moments of
2: Yeah, the and little flashback. His yeah, his pelvic sorcery and like Yandu teaching him to shoot and like playing around Oh, flying with rocket. Flying with rocket mm-hmm. is so cute. And like yeah. hanging out with Drax, and it's like these are these are his people. This is his family.
3: We missed in this. Did we miss the Mary Poppins? Not yet. Uh, oh, okay. Oh no! I think we. I think we did because I think they, we did
2: because they when they oh, came down for the big yeah. hero shot when they come down for the big hero shot because mm-hmm. their ship the, is destroyed. The, the Mary Poppins.
3: Oh right, the Mary yeah. Poppins, the Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh my god, is he cool? Yeah, he's he's a badass. <laughs> I love that line so much.
2: But yeah, like that sort of realization in his head that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this guy's my dad, my father figure. Yep. We've had a lot of a, a lot of father son times.
3: And then oh. Groot makes it to the brain.
2: He does the big glowy space brain. Yeah. Which,
3: you know, as powerful
2: as it is, it should have some sort of defense. It should be able to like manifest something. I, whatever. It works. Well, I mean, it's the fine. core
3: is in itself a defense for the brain. Yeah. Groot yeah, was literally like the only one who could fit to get down there. Yeah.
2: That's true. That's true.
3: And then I love that, like they show him do the like the first two switches, and then he like tra-
1: almost goes for the wrong button, and then he hits the right <laughs> one.
2: And then he remembers, and he's like, "No, do this one."
1: And he's so proud of himself as he runs off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Groot. So they're all, you know, Drax has taken Mantis up to the surface because they're getting uh craglin to come Mm -hmm. and pick him up it's just like dave batista so strong (laughs) he like
2: military presses her up over his head as the as the planet's like swallowing him
1: and uh gamora Gamora and nebula Nebula are hanging off that like rock thing
3: yep
2: yeah getting squished
1: yeah rock squish
3: no not the rock squish and craglin's trying to keep the ship on the ground
2: (laughs) yep yep Oh yeah, that bit where where like Drax is running towards, and the then he turns around and it and starts to fall, and he has to run the other way, but run not away. too far because there's the thruster, so yeah. he has to run back. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is exhausting. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you realize, like in superhero movies, we'd just die because I wouldn't be able to carry somebody like that. Nope. So yeah. oh, so Groot sets the bomb. Yes. And uh, and Ego like immediately knows that he's in danger, but he can't seem to go do anything about it. And he's like trying. He's like begging. He's he's begging Peter, he's like, Oh, but we're
1: gonna you, you know, if you die, you're gonna be mortal too. It's gonna be Ah and
2: Peter's like, Fine.
1: You're gonna be just like everyone else. Yeah.
2: Oh, what was what, what did he say?
1: What's like, so bad about that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's like, That got you know, me. I, yeah. I am like everybody Yeah, that was good. It was good. Yeah. He's willing to give up what makes him magical and special yeah. and, and, and make that sacrifice. Team,
1: to be part of a family. Save mm-hmm. his people.
3: And then you have the The reveal from Rocket that he only has one arrow ring and one spacesuit, and oh, they've got yeah. one too many people.
2: Oh, oh man, yeah, because like the 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 ego planet is crumbling, yeah, and like Quill's on his knees, yeah. ready to just—he's like, "All right, I'm gonna die." And then, yeah.
3: and Peter Yondu had given up. his to Drax.
2: Yeah, he'd given it to Drax to get Mantis off the planet, and um. Yeah, so we get the scene where, where Yandu flies him up out of the crumbling planet, out off, out of out into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and um, as as they start to go into space, he, he slaps the suit on him, yep. and he gives him the, the bit about, uh, he may have been your father. And he wasn't but, your daddy. Uh, he sure wasn't he your wasn't daddy. wasn't your daddy. And I, you know, it's all over the internet. Mm-hmm. We've seen it, like, in GIFs, and it's, like, almost a joke.
3: Yeah.
2: But every time I see it, I'm just like... <laughs> <gasps> I know, and like like tears pop out of my face, and I'm just like, this is the fourth time I've watched this movie. I'm taking notes, and I'm still crying. Yeah.
1: See, that's not the part that gets me. The part that gets me comes later.
2: Hmm. The at his funeral.
1: Yeah, When yeah. everyone shows back up, and there's beautiful fireworks, and I'm just like,
0: the colors of Agoura.
1: Yeah. So my waterworks start with the little eulogy
3: over his, you know, coffin before he yeah. gets put into the flames and then they pretty much went nonstop until the until the credits started.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah. But like on top of all of that, you have Rocket being like he pushed them all away and they still came back for it. Yeah. yeah. That,
2: like I I I'm dead. even I,
3: when he steals batteries.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I sob at at the he was your father, but I'm but he wasn't your daddy. Mm-hmm. I, that one makes that one actually pulls a tear out of me. And like throughout the whole funeral scene, like I'm a little choked up. But then again, it, like the bit about like you know they didn't he didn't drive him away yeah. and the, the batteries and like rocket and Peter's interaction there that also jerks a little a little yeah. <laughs> out of me.
3: It's a really emotional end to the movie.
1: But in Uh, a really satisfying way. You know what I realized a couple of times in this movie, particularly with um, Rocket's emotional Mm -hmm. issues and scenes with Rocket and Yondu, Uh they don't break up the tension with a joke. Yeah. They let it linger. That's true. And I really appreciated that.
2: Yeah, we were just talking about them in, like, um, I don't know, the last couple movies. I think uh, Doctor Strange had, like, one really badly with the cape. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, in this one, they, they don't. It does get to be more emotional than yeah. a lot of the MCU has been.
1: In fact, it, it ends on it. like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much more it's heavy, sincere. Yeah.
1: Um, it lets itself be heavy, and mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. The f- the fireworks are just so cool.
2: Yeah. I sent out the word. I told him what he did.
3: Really no, came up,
2: and yeah, K- Kraglin like sort of choking up, and like his sort of like wordless mm-hmm. like Argh! that. Yeah. That was that it was, was very oddly Kirk-ian. satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of like, oh, you goober, yeah. but at the same time, I was like, I feel you, goober. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, all your friends are dead, and it's your fault. Um, yeah. and uh, and then, uh, I
3: love that they went around to each of the ships, and like the captains, you know, yeah. did the salute.
2: Yeah. And you get you yeah you get all the different captains you get yeah. Ving Rhames and Michelle Yeoh and uh and and Stallone yep and, <laughs> and the it's robot just like, <laughs> interesting yeah
1: <laughs> who are all original Guardians characters that's, yep yeah it's yep.
2: crazy yeah that was one of those things like when this movie was coming out it was kind of like uh you know you got the news about Sylvester Stallone being in it and it's mm-hmm. like wait what what's he gonna <laughs> do and it's like a little thing it's tiny like, it's 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 a tiny thing like him and Michelle Yeoh mm-hmm. and. Ving Rhames, like, they're just in it for a moment.
3: I know. And now I want, I need a Marvel short of them being badasses. <laughs> but bad they houses. haven't,
2: they haven't done a Marvel short in a long time, have they? No. Not since the Phase 2.
3: Pretty much, been. yeah. Yeah. Since, or, um. Or no, they, no the, since,
2: uh, Hail to the King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was, was that the last one? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, the, the whole funeral and and uh, the cremation and, mm-hmm. and all of that. That was that was really good. And it was very much like them coming together. I loved Cracklin's video. He's like, we fit, we picked this up from a junk shop. It's uh, the latest thing on earth. Everybody's Zune. listening to it. It's, it's a, Zune. a Zune. 300 I songs. Not, I went home after this movie and I dug my Zune out of my closet. Oh and my I God. tried to charge it and it was like the battery's just dead. Yeah. And it's like an old design. You can't open it to replace the battery. So it's yeah. just like, I've got a Zune. I have the damn thing, but it won't work. So use
1: whatever. it as a cosplay piece. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could. That's not a bad idea.
2: <laughs> He's like three hundred songs. Wow.
3: <laughs> so there are technically three credits cuts in. This, are there right? only three? Because it feels
1: like a lot more. Well, one so thing, there's the one thing, thing,
2: thing before we. One mm-hmm. thing before we get yeah. to that, like in 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 the final set, like we we had to like um the the final moment with Rocket mm-hmm. and Quill, but also like the the final moment with uh, Gamora and Quill. Like mm-hmm. I, I talked about thing. it earlier, yeah. their unspoken thing continues to be unspoken. But the progress
1: is that the unspoken the that they have now acknowledged the unspoken yes. thing on yes. all sides. Because yeah. Gamora was like, "There's no unspoken thing." Yes, there is. No I was like, mm,
2: "Yeah, there is. <laughs> we need to talk about it."
1: Yeah.
3: And then Gamora has that really nice moment with Nebula before Nebula leaves.
2: Yeah, oh. you know, like she's like, "You should stay with us," and like, and, and she's like, oh, I need to go out there and protect all the other little girls from things."
3: Yeah,
1: feels.
2: I really hope that Nebula makes it through Infinity Me War. Me too.
1: Seriously. Yeah. Because, like, after all of that, they had that confrontation of, like, you wanted to win and I just wanted to have a sister.
3: Yeah. And oh. then it was, I just was trying to survive and I forgot that you were my sister.
2: Yeah. And she's like, oh, abusive families. Yeah.
3: And Nebula just, Nebula deserves to be out there just being a badass bitch. Complex
1: mm-hmm. emotions. You know. She deserves yep, yep. some healing. Yeah.
2: Which will be achieved by thwarting the Thanos. Yes.
3: Fun, fun, fun. So where were we? So oh, the, the credits. The credits are fun. I watched them all the way through without fast forwarding. <laughs> um, the first credit see- thing was the old school, the OGs. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, so let's get the gang did, back together. Let's steal some shit.
3: That was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then and the break into a place, deals. steal yeah. some shit.
2: <laughs> it feels like the sort of thing that should be a short, yeah. but maybe they'll get ham fist like hammered into yeah. the third one in some okay.
3: way. And then, but the style of the credits, it's very much like record cover, Da-da-dip, like a, yeah. It's like you know you got yourself a vinyl, and it's the cover of the record. That's that's the style of it that, for me. Mm-hmm. Disco whammies, yeah. uh, and then you have the second one, which was Adam Warlock,
1: right?
2: Uh, Wait, when does Craglin play with the arrow? Is that the
1: last one? No, that's the first one.
2: Oh, that's that's the first one. Yeah, oh, yeah so, yeah. so, so like uh, that after order. the incineration, yeah. they give Krag- he uh, Peter gives Craglin Krag- the arrow. But
3: here's my thing: because they gave him the arrow, but not the fin, because the fin was still on Yandu's head. Hmm. So where did that other prototype come from?
2: Uh... I don't know. I know, wait. I know. Stephen did Strange the, went back in time. Did he have a fin? Wait, did he have a fin on when he tried to control it, or did he just... Yeah, he
3: was he just... wearing a fin. Oh. That's how it... Huh. That's, the, that's what controls it. Yeah.
2: Rocket made another one.
3: No, Stephen Strange went back in time and recreated uh. it. All right, fine. Okay, yeah. whatever. There, we fixed it. <laughs> Stephen whatever. Strange seems
2: oddly invested in so many people's personal journeys. Yep. But yeah, Kraglin practicing with the whistle thing... There's got to be a safer way to do that. That's crazy.
3: Also, yeah. he just ran Where's away. Where's the instruction manual? Like, <laughs> he stabbed Groot, or Drax, and then Drax, ran away. yeah.
2: I mean, at least Drax was screaming. Yeah. <laughs> just, at least he wasn't dead. <laughs> like, right. It seems to kill everybody because else Because he doesn't know
3: how to control it enough to kill somebody with it.
2: High Priestess Aisha is, is sitting on her throne of lies, looking particularly disheveled for a golden person.
3: Mm-hmm. Because she's been bested. Is,
2: she's like, ugh, yeah. so frustrating. We lost so many drones. Gonna have to go explain it. All the drones I lost. God damn it.
3: Drones. But no, I have this weird pod thing. I'm going to call him Adam.
2: This very HR... Yeah,
3: why would she name it Adam?
2: Anyway, whatever. Uh, but this very HR Geiger um, glowy potty thingy. Yep. Which uh, Adam Warlock, uh, I hear that name a lot, but again, it's another character that I don't I really know much zero about. Yeah, I so.
1: have uh reference Yeah, he's another one of those new guard of the. Yeah. Like part of the new group of guardians.
2: Hmm. Ah, yeah. uh, so in the third one, he'll be the villain, but it'll turn out he ends up being their friend.
1: Probably. Yep. Something like that. Woohoo! And then Teenage Groot?
3: Teenage Groot.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's your yeah, language? So
3: it's,
1: so it's
2: been a couple of years, and we get teenage Groot like in his room with like vines and foliage mm. everywhere, I playing video green. games. I am. Mm-hmm. It's like I am not bored. What was I'm not boring <laughs> <Yeah>. or something?
3: <laughs> I'm looking forward to teenage Groot in Infinity War.
1: Mm-hmm. Whoa! Language. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did set that up the ear- earlier when it was like he said, "Welcome to the Guardians of the Frickin' Galaxy." Only he, said didn't he didn't use didn't "frickin'."
2: frickin'. <laughs> Which is just like—I mean, okay, you have to keep your PG-13 rating, but it's it, like in the universe, it's a little bit like, okay, come on.
3: I mean, they come can on. get away
1: with one.
2: Rocket Raccoon would curse. Yeah,
3: he would curse so
2: oh, much. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next time we see the Guardians is gonna be in Infinity War.
2: Da-da, 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 da-da. Oh man. Yeah, in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh god. Just a couple of weeks.
1: Got it so soon. Ah! I'm actually really glad it got moved up because I'm supposed to be leaving the country on May sixth, fifth, sixth. Oh.
3: So. I am also glad it got moved up because now I get to go hatchet throwing with my work people.
0: <laughs> hatchet throwing <laughs>
1: Alright, so next time we are going to try to have Zack Luna on to do Spider-Man Homecoming. I also have a special interview with the carjacker from the film. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That one dude who was in that one scene and got webbed in the face. Yeah! (laughs) Awesome! Uh, But yeah, so tune in next week for Spider-Man Homecoming. Woohoo! Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever Spider-Man does